in Italy. No, the, the government so. just stepped down and it's like, because uh, they've done this before in 2005 and uh, let like scientists take over. They don't, they don't need to strictly be in charge, but they need to be on like the panels entirely. Sure. Like all the subcommittees, all that stuff has to be run by people that know what they're talking about. And then I, the I actually prefer it when we have technology, uh, you know, technology councils and stuff like that with 80 year old ge geriatrics from Alaska on. Those are my favorite because the internet is not a big truck, it's a series of tubes. So if you didn't get the reference, but I didn't. I Welcome to, to Anarchy podcast. the Podcast because there's three of us and this is what we want to talk about. So that's obviously what the podcast is. About I mean, it now. sounds to me like you just have a problem with the, how Reddit was designed, and maybe you should just make a forum. I don't know what, oh, we, like, if that's what you mean. We'll make our I, do, I do actively right. have a problem with how Reddit works. Yes, you are correct. However, I know people who have certain corners of the Reddit that I like to be in that could influence it, and they refuse to. You Maybe have I'll the power. Those I'm taking posts. aim at your anarcho syndicalist uh, commune right now. Fair. What chapter are we on? We better, <laughs> we better get on target. 31? Yes, we're starting oh, with 31. Old notes first. Yay. Jeez. Yeah, we spent the whole prep time arguing about Reddit instead of prepping. What yeah, to prep for? You're reading us a story you know and we're exactly interjecting where. with pithy comments now and then. Yeah, that's pretty much. Okay, chapter 31 ends with, uh, you know, tighting, tighten with fighting people and whatnot. And so forth. Yeah, more fighting, more injuries, lots of injuries. And oh, fuck, uh, this is the bad part. Never mind. The bad part. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading ahead. This, oh, is, this is where uh, Butters gets his epic moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to take a nap. Call me Yay, Butters! Uh, Everybody who doesn't like EG, his name is EG. It's not Justin. You can send all your hate mail to EG <laughs> at we wish we had real email addresses.com. But if you guys want to know the truth, the person who taught me how to be this way is Justin. What? How? <laughs> what? Right. No way. You showed, up, you showed up a negative name. No, this is all Justin's doing. I saw posts I mean, from you before you ever came on this podcast and you were a negative man. So there's no way. I'm, That's I'm open me. to the possibilities, but I'd still like to see the evidence because, yeah. I don't need to that, provide that evidence. That was my favorite part of me. Like, why do those two guys hate butters? They're like, you're such a big deal, apparently. You're two people. <laughs> so I think they were making a crack about other things. Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, I was. But... I know you were. But I'm ignoring <laughs> you and not giving you the satisfaction. Okay, 31. People yeah. are fighting. Molly oh. and people and Winter are like being as vicious as they possibly can, but they're kind of failing. And there's a giant Yotun horn that is still sounding. Right. And this Harry is, still this thinks... is the sequence where Molly gets blasted to a skeleton, right? Or like half a skeleton. So No, that's the Earl King. No, no, yeah. no. I know him too, but like she gets like carved into the bone by person. one of the you guys have it in front of you, otherwise yeah, we wouldn't be speculating. I'm looking. Up. So you do too. We're telling you know. Say Molly gets blasted. That's what my notes say. But she doesn't become so, a skeleton. No, not like all the way to a skeleton, but like you see her bones and shit. I think so. I mean, maybe because this is this is another one of Harry's pity parties where it's like slow motion and everybody's dying and you know, uh, Galaxy Quest, like activate Omega-13, but this kind of, it's, there is nothing like that. It's just Jotuns coming from the south and we're all going to die. And then, you know. Yeah. yeah okay. So he saw, he saw scorched flesh to bone. See, see, 
not crazy. You're crazy. Does she wasn't turned into a skeleton though? Oh, and then th this is I'm gonna read this verbatim from my notes. And then Waldo Butters stepped up. It's great, right? Like a piece of shit. <laughs> like a hero, like a paladin, like the knight against the tide. Well, All of the heroic is, imagery we ever wanted. Harry is uh, almost knocked out and he's thinking, I'm going to die. And then uh, Ethnio looks at him and is like, oh, I'm also going to be insane while this is going to, soul gaze is going to happen. And then he realizes that the soul gaze isn't happening because it's already everywhere, I guess. Ah. Yeah, right, because the destruction is what's Yeah, like her. all of her, her hate and she's projecting everything that she is already onto the battlefield and therefore it's not a contained gaze for him. Right. And then Butter steps up. All yeah, with the let's go, buddy. Yeah. Because everybody's always bigger than him. He's tiny and dirty and tired and bruised and frightened and he's tiny and she's giant and he's tiny. <laughs> so he shouldn't be able to do anything. But I kind of give this one as a, a, a gimme to, to Butters because it's not really Butters doing it. It's the angel yeah. in the sword. Right. The an angels are the equalizers, right? You know, right. and we get like a nice little monologue from the angel right now. So, yeah. And he says, be gone, Titan, and something that isn't his own voice. These souls are not for you. Be gone to the depths of your hatred and rage. There's no world for you here any longer. He says, don't you dare give me orders, lapdog. Traitor. Yeah. Coward. Yeah. How is the angel a coward? Right. Presumably that, by I mean, giving up its ability to make decisions, and she can do what she wants, so... Hold on, this just in from Jim Butcher. That's a good question. Next. That's a good, that's a good question. That's a really good question you got there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what that's about. All right. Uh, we find out. I only yeah. offer vision that you may avoid suffering. Uh, you're no more powerful than your instrument now. You chose the side of insects be crushed with them. And uh, Butters is screaming in his normal human terrified voice. Oh, yeah, the, I hope nothing bad happens to him. Yeah, and this tiny mortal man holding the blade of faith and then the titan, and he's not moved, even though she's giant, she's, like, super powerful, and she tries to hit him, and it doesn't work. Hey, G. Okay. Now, now Butters gets to have his epic moment, so... Mm. <laughs> yeah, because now the angel's not speaking, it's Butter speaking. And it's like, I believe you aren't as tough as you think you are. Great insult yeah. there. Ah, for her. Yeah. She's getting she's getting smack talk from a cockroach. So yeah. I liked Harry's you suck better. I well, guess. yeah, I mean very eloquent. So yeah. Top five burns of all time. So mm -hmm. better than I think you're mistaken. Yeah. Uh, it is. It seems weird to me that Butters is then going of like, well, you know who survived every encounter? The unconscious man behind me. Right. And just because it, he survives, that doesn't mean that Harry is still able to do anything. I mean, it, like, he's got faith in his friend, I guess, is the message. Right. But you haven't killed Harry yet. You're gonna in just a second. My and big brother's gonna come. Here. <laughs> yeah. And he's My gonna really brother. take it to you. 
Meanwhile, he's gurgling on the floor like, oh. It's, it's, it's all part of the plan. It's funny you make that so, joke, E.G., considering your name. And he is the elder brother. Yeah. <laughs> is Harry dressed in a mantle? Because mm. if yes. eldest is a mantle, then every generation there is a Dresden. I yes. have a Dresden. Blackstone couple of years. I'm not gonna. I'm posting it to the subreddit since there's no rules. So <laughs> there are rules, but I mean, that would probably get, get, get some likes. Post a stick of butter with a flashlight and see what happens. <laughs> I gotta no. post two. Two sticks no, of butters, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I did. Uh, what are those? Um, those tubes of light, the the friggin' what is it? Where you like crack it, Even... and, and it glows. A glow stick. A, a stick of butter and a glow stick. Two sticks of butters and a glow stick. Right. Or even more obscure, I'll just post a picture of Paula Dean and everybody's gonna know butter. <laughs> so <laughs> I like it. I will upvote that. <laughs> because apparently that's all that fucking matters. Right. Okay. Oh man. Ethne right. is still trying to talk shit to butters of you think you can stop me, you little person. Um right. it's not about me and I'm not alone. And he repeats that several times. I am not alone. And at least he kind of has reason to say it because the Jotnar horn is still blowing and it turns out to be held by uh, river shoulders. And because it's a good sound instead of a terrible sound, it's all of the reinforcements from the south. And he found his glasses, which means he went back to freaking... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure My he's glasses. got a spare somewhere, but yeah. Hopefully, but he lost the tuxedo. Yeah, well, it was the glasses that made him look friendlier. So, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's all of the reinforcements, all of the many, many people that we can try to name now, like Sarissa on a regular unicorn. Yep. She held a staff of living wood cushion, covered in freshly bloomed flowers, and then fixed the summer night and uh, Isn't he wearing like plate stuff like that? Mark armor wasn't his, plastic. Armored figure his... bearing a flaming sword. There you go. Yeah. All right. Mark and then... with his eighteen flintlocks that he's been busy making since you know. Right. He's been busy loading <laughs> since the night began. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Sorry, it took me so long. I had to load the flintlocks. <laughs> like, whatever. It's Marcone. He probably hired. You know, he hired one eye to make some contraption where he just pulls the lever and it goes, dunk, 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 dunk. Okay, cool. Kind of assuming that he made guard do it for him because well, she's he's already got, I mean, he's technically it. a knight Spoilers now. His other his, friend. So. He's, got, he's a knight now in his own right. He can have a squire or several. Right. And he hired all of Nicodemus' the squires, so. Yeah, it's they're fitting. Probably, they're, Familiar they're, to they're, them. They're probably in the basement chained up just loading muskets all day long. <laughs> Yeah, how fitting is that? They went from one denarian to another. Let me right. like. Uh, it's like poetry. Yeah, but he's our denarian. They're all our denarians, technically. <laughs> Hendrix has samurai armor, apparently. Yeah, yeah that's Hendrix that's a... is not going to last much longer, so it doesn't matter. Well, it's important. But why Given, would you choose samurai armor? epic moment. Split well, mail, and because, he... because guard thinks it's hot. Because he watches else? anime. <laughs> <laughs> Hendrix is a weeb. I mean, come on. Is that is that established in the lore? Yes, it's he, canon is, now. he wrote a college thesis. He's obviously. A weeb. Oh, is that the definition? 
well, this is all we've got to work with. He doesn't speak. <laughs> he hangs out with a Valkyrie. He wears samurai armor. And he went to I mean, so far, he just sounds like a badass. He w- he's a weeb. <laughs> Are you implying a weeb can't be a badass? Speaking yeah, he's of... He's got an uh, actual guard. chick instead of just a pillow. <laughs> She's in some kind of silvery armor. Yes, so. and it seems to flow like silk rather than steel because it's that awesome. And a giant battle axe, which is glowing with runes. How come mm-hmm. your favorite uh, Freydis didn't come? She's with Laura. Right. And uh, she was on later. Yeah. Yeah, eh, whatever. She's she busy. doesn't do shit on the uh, battlefield. She just kind of like shows up all bandaged at the end and saying nothing, what, which is the best thing she should ever say. No, Freitas. Oh, okay. I was like, Laura's the reason they got the eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, Laura, Laura does things. Laura's yeah. important and helpful. Freitas is just an annoying. Go the fuck away. It's, it's there's it's too many so. Avengers to get all of them on screen. Somebody's got to take the side seat. Yes, oh, wow. Freitas side seat, best choice. Eh. Okay. You guys are haters. And there's hundreds of Einherjaren because yes. you know they didn't wipe all of them out. So Yay. including the poor bastard that Lara had taken out, looking furious and still a little blurry. Right. He well, didn't miss Viking he, Christmas after all. He probably should have gotten a break. Yeah, he 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 deserves a little bit of fun. Like he could have taken, he could have been sitting there loading the flintlocks back at the castle. Like he should have been. <laughs> I mean, yes, but the problem is, I mean, they they're they're literally undead for this reason. Like you know, if he missed out, he would. They're like once in a thousand years, a battle like this comes around, and I fucking missed it. Are you kidding me? See, yeah, that's but not everybody knows at this point that there's going to be like five more of these, so he can get it on the well, next one. Harry does, but that's because he's writing this book eh, for the future. Come on, Odin, know, Odin knows it too. Yes. Who are you kidding? Well, I mean, obviously, but it's not like he's going to tell the Einher yarn. By, by the way, next Tuesday is the next apocalypse. But they Don't know the story of Ragnarok, right? They know that the Ragnarok things haven't happened yet. That's why they go happily to their doom. Yeah, they, but that, they and they've already wanna... died once, so... And his city can't. <laughs> okay, lots of iron here, and then there's a whole uh, cohort of troubleshooters, which probably just look like Bond villains. And behind them, a whole bunch of Svartels, or at least Harry assumes that they're Svartels because they're veiled in a ways that he can't really tell. They're just like images there. And then the ghouls who are giggling like drunks and uh, kind of trying to eat everything that they can. And then the archive with her like rotation of a whole bunch of shit that she's using to fling at things and there's more figures which is including the white council wizardry the black staff and the left side of the body is all shrouded in a deathly shadow which is uh kind of scary when you know that that's because of the black staff actually hurting him and then ramirez who's still able to walk and trying to help the archive stay safe christos um is a uh, on Ramirez's left and then the earth is quivering around him because he's that master earth user. Listens to wind is still in the game. I think he's a bird somewhere yeah, around. He's like a hawk or something. Yeah, overhead. He's an eagle because he's There you go. He has to be up top to be ready. Well, he's got to he's got to bring in the bear force later, so. Yes. Well, apparently and, they decided to scoop up a couple other wardens because a bunch of people that hadn't been here at right. <laughs> Where did these here. wardens come from? Put yeah. their wardens here. 
maybe it's one of the rewrites that you know they weren't originally going to get taken and then he's like oh that's a great place to get that done so i don't know i guess he would have mentioned them if they were the you know bill and yoshima they're already dead everybody should be dead at this point more or less and then well they're about to be ramirez should be down that's a different issue Okay, and then White Council, there's the White Court, White Court and Laura and all of her sisters ripping off Doctor Strange with their magical bedsheets. Okay. Mm, okay. I mean, I got that reference. I hope that like is actually a thing that he intended because it's all I thought of the whole time. It's like, there's gotcha. these, okay. I was thinking more like Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, like the robes or weapons type stuff, but okay. Thought it did things on its own, much like the cloak did. Sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if Doctor Strange inadvertently ripped it off from things like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh yeah, I mean, so the, it, after a couple com- levels, the comics are the definition of like if you steal from everybody, it's original. So <laughs> including each other, because you know. Well, to who, be fair, who, the cloak has been around doing that stuff for like decades now. Right. Crouching Tiger was like 1998. I think we can give this the nod to the comics this time. Yeah, but that, that's inspired by other, you know, yeah, the Chinese folklore. The 60s everything. that did the same shit. Yeah, fine. Everything's inspired by cave paintings, so. Okay. And then people. Marcon shoots. Now we can see if the people, the people suck. No, there's <laughs> the there's just people. Lots there of should, people. They should all be dead, but they're still here. Well, there's Harry only has... seven of them. Yeah, only 187 yeah. after like almost 1200. 11, 1187 actually. So, yeah. All right. And they're now all these new people fighting, and Molly and the winter people are the anvil. And so she's staying there doing her job and wreaking a hell out of havoc. And somewhere in this chapter, uh, Harry hears her laughing remembers that laughter being probably from Maeve. It's like, yeah, I understand now why she didn't go home for Sunday dinner. <laughs> and Marcone starts shooting. He shoots, drops the gun, draws another, shoots it, and it actually kind of leaves a mark on the Titan's face, just like a little bit of a redness, like she got hit with a pellet. But she gets mad. She throws a hissy fit because she doesn't know how to deal with anyone who's stronger than her. I think he stronger. Yeah. <laughs> so just daring to even bother. Yeah. Right. You throw a rock at me. <laughs> I will eat you. So she stomps her foot. And Harry calls <laughs> Harry calls her it, a noob. She yeah. doesn't know how to deal with these things. You're a noob. His trash talk is just improving chapter by chapter. So yeah. it, it just occurred to me she she strikes me as the same kind of, you know, uh, I'm trying to pronounce the word right in infantilism basically that we got from the uh, dark lord from day off like she you could just see her sputtering in this moment you dare like of course i dare i've got like 16 more of these flintlocks you dare <laughs> i already said yes <laughs> so this apparently means because she's throwing a hissy fit that they can still win. And so Harry has this like second wind or maybe like third or fourth wind at this point. Uh, don't let her get to the foe more. And so they fight a hell of a lot more. Let's see. Uh, 
So I think this is might be when Harry starts advancing with Butters and Sonia on either side. And Sonia is having a blast of a time. Mm. Oh, you mean the actual Knight of the Cross gets to do things again? Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool. cool. You know, he's still junior, right? He's still got like a fraction of Michael and Shiro's experience by comparison. Yeah, since he's so. the only one for like years now running around the world. And Butters, who's been like not running around the world because he's just been doing his day job or night job, leaving Sonya to suffer. You seem to forget that the, the Knights of the Cross usually operate independently and having them together is the exception. Well, and then it shows you how is, crazy the world is. Then Evan needs to get on their ass. Like, how long do you think Shiro ran around independently? A long freaking time, I would imagine. You know, like, Shiro knew many Knights of the Cross, unfortunately. Like, well, it's but there's a really good at his job. difference that Sonya's been running around, going to, like, Iran, as we see mm -hmm. in Skin Game, and other yeah. places, and he's just trying to pass through Chicago a couple times. And when... Butters has his one job, it's inside the city. What, what I'm picking at is his irrational hatred of Butters, especially around the Knight of the Cross stuff. Mo, doesn't Shiro say most Knights of the Cross only last like a day anyway? They're there for one specific mission and then they go on. Right. Did, he, did so he give up the sword at the end of this? Giving, giving Butters any hate, like the sword chooses him. He didn't choose the sword. Choose someone better. To talk, yeah. Take it up with the angel and therefore the white god. It's all part of his ineffable plan. Ineffable, yeah, you know, the his, ineffable plan. That he can one. go he can go ineffable <laughs> himself with this plan. We know a couple people who can F it up. I mean, okay. what's the point of having free will if you don't? Okay. Uh -huh. Do you guys right. think that whenever Sonya, like when he's flying around the world and whenever randomly does a layover in Chicago, he's just like, oh boy. Here we go. Sonya yeah. actually appreciates his Chicago. job. Yeah, and we're passing through Chicago anymore. It's been a while since I've seen Michael. You know, so. mm -hmm. it's, been since I, it's been a while since I've been almost morally wounded. <laughs> he seems to enjoy it. It's a pastime for him. Okay. He's Russian. It's in, it's important uh, to enjoy your work. So yeah, Russians are very positive people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so chapter thirty-two. We've managed to get through one chapter in 22 minutes. I just want to point out, I did not derail us. Yeah. You started it. Go back to no, your I, I have not. I'm, no, I haven't derailed. <laughs> this isn't entirely your fault. What are you talking about? There's been no derailing for me yet. Like Counting now? Yeah. yeah, kind of like now. but I didn't derail except <laughs> That's now. because you argued derailing. with me. All right, 32. So, the, like... Before they actually have the moment of Harry with either Knight of the Cross on his side, he has to get to the center of all of the fighting. And so this is when they have the sequence of Butters is cleaving the way through all of the fighting for Harry to shamble aggressively after him. And a lot of description of how bad it is. And then the, the magic safety sword, it like does good things to good people and bad things to bad people and helping yeah. them feel better. Yeah, friendly fire sword. You can just... He can do his 360 degree spin and not cut Harry because Harry's not a dick right now and cut 25 bad guys in half. So, yep. I'm just going to make it as over the top as I can think of for EG's sake. So, mm -hmm. and he gets the benefit of intellectus on the battlefield that is a whole bunch of moving bodies. How come only one guy gets that? that could, that's a really useful thing to like temporarily give to everyone. 
Yeah, but power is expensive, right? That's Does Sonya get it? That's one of his rules. Are you saying Butters has the intellectus? Yeah, Butters did. Mm. He was able to move exactly where he needed to go with an unconscious knowledge of where he should put his weight. And Harry recognized it as intellectus. Gotcha, right. Sonya at least should get the same, and I don't know if he does. No, man. So this this is the support sword. Sonya's got the tanking sword, and then... Yeah, well, he traded intellectus got... for Kalashnikov. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bad trade, my dude. Bad oh, trade. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Amarakis is obviously the tanking sword, but so we'll have to come up with one for right. Sbrakis. He's the wizard sword. It's the cavalry sword. Right? He's the cavalry. Okay. Okay, so he's the striker. Well, no, because Butters is totally anyway. <laughs> Are we done with this shithead yet? There's a lot of description <laughs> of going through bad battlefield. Okay. Uh, oh my god. How many pages was this? This was, it was a lot. This this was thick. This was very butters <laughs> yeah. heavy. Because this was like 40 minutes for the chapter, I think, right? And the yeah, book is like was... 15 hours, so it's it's a big chunk. So yeah. Some of it is kind of fun with the description of all of the people that Molly had recruited. And mm -hmm. for how long Winter has been recruiting people because you get to show up like, okay, this is a troll. This is a, the, you know, this thing. And at one point he's, he's like, I'm pretty sure that's a Neanderthal. Like, right. where did people, and like this one probably have been, been taken by the foam more, but they'd been recruiting for this particular fight for a very, very long time. Well, that's when she was under the iceberg digging up Neanderthals that froze in the ice age. That makes sense. Mystery solved. I'll go with that. Yeah. This Maybe, is also the part but... where she does her witch cackle that makes everybody all like, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. She's crazy. She's dangerous. Let's not oh my god, she's turning. <laughs> What's going to become right. of her? Yeah, We get the description of the archive uh, doing her thing with the whirlwind of items and she's not really killing, like, she's not trying to fight. She's just mowing the lawn and sweeping people off the way. As you do. It's pretty efficient. That's the point, I imagine. Mm-hmm. All right, Ebenezer's doing stuff uh, and then more black going off of him. And we see Christos do his like the swallow up with, from the ground and attacking, like just bury them right there. And Ramirez cuts loose and does the like, let's just like turn everyone into jelly and then reinforce the spell with their own entropy energy right then. I was going to say, this is where Harry has that epiphany, right? Where yeah. Ramirez is probably so badass and can do this all day because he's not barely even using any of his own magic. He's using their own energy to unzip them. <laughs> yes. You know? so. If you can do that, then you can do that forever. And he's very dangerous. Right. He could do that to Harry and probably not have much of a problem. Yeah, Harry might be able to block it with his shield at least a little bit, but if he yeah. knows enough of what it's doing. Well, his shield's multi-spectrum. I mean, he didn't know anything about what the vampire lords were throwing at him. Uh, so you know, I, well, I think they inevitably the have their duel right before they make up because Ramirez, unfortunately, is not going to get any sort of punishment. Then we'll see what he does with it. Are you kidding? Ramirez is going to accidentally kill Harry again. That's what wizards do now. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. No. It's going to be like with Fix. They're going to slug it out and then they're going to bump fists at the end of it. 
honestly, I think that would be hilarious to be like, we're going to challenge each other to a duel, but we're wizards, so we can't do that. So we're in a box. <laughs> so he's got like two feet on Ramirez. I was going to say, like, he's got the reach, yeah. and Ramirez has like no leg. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's broken. Well, I mean, he's going to be. No, oh, but yeah, that's uh, true, no, true. there's going to be a way that it's written that he somehow has some advantage. He's if got his magical the... girder belt that helps. He know. actually wears the gauntlets instead of boxing gloves. There you go. Yeah. And then work. we get to see Lara and her people have their magical bed sheets just like take apart <laughs> a thing of octacongs that have arquebuses because they're also spending most of their night reloading. Yay. And in the middle of this, the uh, Black Staff it goes up against Ethnio, I think, and the Titan says, uh, little boys should not play with adult tools. And so Ebenezer just kind of raises the Black Staff and gets more of the shadow eaten and starts killing a whole bunches of people right in front of her. And this makes her even angrier somehow. Well, wow. <laughs> it's... Because then after that, you get the, the shadowy uh, visage of Mother Winter, who's probably finding this to be amusing as hell. Right? She's yeah. Like, this is the most fun I've had vicariously in 2,000 years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. or it, maybe at least a thousand since, you know, Hastings. But the stocky old man vanished further into shadow, raising the black staff, the weapon's darkness, devouring the lightning, drinking and drinking endlessly until I could see acidic fire gathering at the cracks of the old man's skin. It did weird things to the shadow he cast, twisting and distorting until it looked like a hideously twisted old woman, complete with the classic witch nose and chin, looking somehow darkly amused. Right. Is she just able to watch and be happy, or is she helping, do you think? Helping as much as she can with her stolen walking stick. I don't I don't think she's helping as much as she can. I think she would I think she's happy for two things because A, she gets to stretch her legs maybe a little bit, but B, because it's related to, you know, Ethnu is using Odin's spear to shoot the lightning at him, right? She might be absorbing some of that power, right? So there may be, you know, some some transfer of power going on there, but hmm. Um, I mean, it depends so, on how much the staff is like, if it's just a manifestation of her will, essentially, then right. she's passively doing things, I'm sure, just by that nature alone. Well, and it, I mean, it, acknowledging all of that opens up a bunch of other questions, right? Like, how come she doesn't know where it is? Obviously, she probably can't just go get it, Do but she seems to have think lost she doesn't it. know where it is? No, her having lost it is not the same thing as not knowing where it is. She could have lost it in a bet and then knows exactly where it is and still not able to get it i must be confused on the definition of lost then so no you can well you can lose your money but you know who you lost it to you're sitting yeah. across from you yeah. yay the english language there's got to be something a better way to phrase millennium that, falcon so. right yeah. what the hell's yeah. an aluminum falcon yeah <laughs> so. yeah no i've always taken that to be i lost it as in fuck i can't have it right now gotcha yeah if she knows that it became the Black Staff, she knows who has it. Yeah. Well, I mean, because Merlin theoretically took it, right? So, or did we have confirmation on that? You know, no. so. That was one of the questions we didn't get to. Just been uh, sort of, um, you know, positive for years and years that it's one of those things that people take as true without we actually getting confirmation just yet. Right. This is as well, close I mean, as you can get. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of circumstantial evidence because, you know, he's also, you know, a 
a, a descendant or whatever of of Merlin's line in a sense, right? Of of being taught, right? Mm-hmm. So since he's got his journals and they've been handed down, master to apprentice. So since the black staff also theoretically gets handed down, you know, in that regard. So, but yep. so. Gotcha. Marcon and his people and uh, Ebenezer and his people, they're still like trying to close in on Ethnew and do as much damage as they possibly can. And Butters asks Harry, what's the plan? And he goes, uh, and then it's just get, get her. her. That's yeah. your plan, get her? So yeah, Everyone's plan is essentially get her, but sometimes they're more eloquent than Harry. Right. Well, I just, I like to point this out because it's potentially also a Ghostbusters reference and since right. I put that in the chat in the last week when we watched it, the whole like his monologue to the vampires in the uh, in the cemetery was, you know, that whole like, uh, you know, on, on behalf of, you know, you know, whatever county in the city of Chicago, head back to your nearest parallel dimension. That's them talking to freaking dude at the end of Ghostbusters. I thought that was hilarious when I heard it. I was like, how did I miss that? Like. It doesn't sound like a reference. Like it's unless you know the line specifically, you just think Harry's being funny or weird. Well, it because to me it, it coming from Harry, and I think the way Marsters delivered it, I assumed it was more of a Western reference, right? You know, like Harry's co-opting some line from a Western somewhere, but uh, which a few of those I know good lines from, but not nearly as many as like you know Ghostbusters and whatever else, but. If Harry's ever being funny, you just know immediately he didn't come up with it himself. He absorbed it through media. Well, not immediately, but there's like 60 to 80% chance. So, (laughs) Oh, there's a 99.7% chance. Whatever. Now, Butters, on the other hand, I would say 99.7% chance that he's he's referencing something. Yeah, why Harry didn't... There is no try. Why he didn't make use of him now. He should have done like a wind spell under him and shot him in a 920 like Sheev in episode 3, spinning with his lightsaber at the Titan. We should put you in charge of the Yeah, did take out four Jedi Masters, so, you know, like punks. It's an unbelievable, the corkscrew move, it's unbelievable. They're actually playing the long game because what's going to happen is Butters is going to die and then somehow he's going to come back. So you'll have somehow Somehow Butters Butters unmelted. (laughs) (laughs) Only if he does the screeching. We need to keep somehow, moving. This is going to just get worse. <laughs> somehow Justin has returned. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. Somehow That's how he Butters, returns. Butters unspread himself. <laughs> Angel power. That's Because Justin is the, like, the, the dark lord, right? I'm the dark lord. Demorn. Demorn. Okay. It was like, yeah. Well, he's D-E-D dead, whatever that means. Right. Yeah, yeah and so somehow he will. There you return. go. <laughs> somehow yeah. Demorn returned. Him okay. and Kamler because they've been off screen too long and the people just want. They are the same person. shouldn't want. So what, yeah. Demorn has actually been running around. Who's got a pet? Like, who's got a pet mouse? He's been running around for the last 15 years as a pet mouse. And then when Kamler comes back and. You mean Mouse the dog, up. right? Yeah, there you go. Justin was Two, Mouse all along. <laughs> Two Harry Potter we solved it. Guys. We did it. But we have a we have a point of view from Mouse though. Doesn't think like like uh, evil. <laughs> You're wizard. taking this <laughs> way too no. seriously. Okay. Really? <laughs> do we? Do we have that? Way too much floor time to this nonsense. <laughs> do okay. we have that? Okay. Uh, oh, Marcone, 
is facing Fmu, and he has his champions on either side and guard goes in first and does a full spin circle with the fancy battle axe and hits her right in the Achilles tendon, which See, hurts. She like does. She does the nine twenty screeching. Yeah. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. And she then has the runes go off and, you know. Yeah. And the Titan screams and it's like a psychic bomb goes off because, but she's in pain. She's going to make sure everyone else is in pain. And then Hendrix is uh, at her, like trying to hit her right at the hips where like a linebacker that he must've once been. Uh, they're doing an okay is. amount of annoyance to her and Marcone is firing all the pistols that he possibly can and draws a knife and shoves it into the natural eye. If only I had a revolver and not a fucking flintlock. Uh, magic is complicated. Come on now. So they, they're probably doing it because he, he either blows up the barrel or, you know, during testing, it like jammed up even the revolver. So, well, theoretically, because, he's doing this because he's got the fucking magic bullets, right? Right, yeah, right. That's, the, yeah. I mean, I don't, don't understand why a magic bullet couldn't be made more economical and put it into a shotgun. Maybe the wrong size. No, I think, I think, I think they had to be very special, like like that bullet that you were, was used to kill someone or however it was. Yeah, right. Was, uh, so yeah. if that That's bullet was made for a flintlock, then it can only fit in a flintlock, I guess. Is I think way. if you ch if you changed like it that. to be used in a modern gun, it would probably lose whatever made it special. Why the swords have been reforged a bunch of times? Yeah, but I mean, that's the nail that but, does it. Yeah. It has an angel inside it. Right. This is special because it was special for this event. Okay, so Marcone should have taken 18 bullets and he could have forged them into Cloud's big-ass fucking sword. That's what he should have done. I mean, it changed the, the nature of what it is, but I don't I mean, if, if I were to guess, if like, like how the fake shroud still had power. If you change that shroud too much, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't get the power anymore because it's no longer the thing receiving. Well, if the, he was uh, smart, he would make something like I don't know a magic RPG where he would create a situation where it became important and then reuse the. Why RPG. didn't he just hyperspace torpedo in in the first place? Like, come on, could have gotten just a slingshot instead of like instead of having no yeah the slingshot to kill Goliath. I mean, come on, that thing would have been like just he just whips out a toy and starts flinging rocks at Ethnu. But it's got should power behind his, it because his, it's David's uh, slingshot. Should he use his powers? Look, he he's saving none those. None of that's nearly as cool. It's not and that's not reveal. what was written, so it doesn't matter. How dare maybe, you? Maybe in the future. What he should have done, he should have gotten a paintball gun. Since it probably doesn't With matter. With holy water in it? No, I'm just saying he could have a 50-round drum or more on top yeah. instead. So I mean, just as the weapons expert, bearings. I'm sure he can... He, he, whatever you say. Give me a little bit of time in a freaking fallen angel. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I've been hit with a paintball. Then I'll start reading Monster Hunter International and get some ideas. I've been hit with a paintball. It doesn't quite You're never hard enough to pierce I'm giving up. But a magic bullet, a magic paintball bullet, still. I'm not even saying paintball. I'm just saying it's probably could be, you know, set to Similar the same size. size. And, you know, Marcone's going to have some kind of whatever the, you know, thrust you'll need on that so yeah. he hooks it up to a generator no i'm just thinking you you probably wouldn't just get away with compressed air and co2 like normal you'd have you'd be wearing a backpack you know like a backpack tank to get he's know, got a night he's got those a things tank. up to the velocity that you need for the CO number of rounds that you need co2 you know? through the roof sure i don't know crank it I, it's crazy now. Now I want to build one. But he took a bunch of those so. uh, air. Uh, what is that? Those breathing um, 
canisters from the old folks' home and he just strapped them all I together. I mean, you could have been less weird and just called it a scuba tank, but, you know. I want it. He's evil. He took him from the people. It's part of the ritual because evil. If Scuba Tank wasn't evil enough, I had to take take the air canisters from an old folks home. Unless he took it from someone who was in the middle of scuba diving. If if it had been a regular angel, we could have used scuba, but it's a fallen angel, so we have to use it. This works. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't realize this was the funniest chapter in the book. Like, what, what is it has to be made thing? that way, considering the content. Oh man, we're never getting through this goddamn book. Nope. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. you don't want us to. You think we're not going to do anything her, after this. Tackled her. Marcone shoots her in the eye because he's a badass, okay. regardless then, of weaponry. <laughs> and uh, okay, so Ethnew lifts the spear, and the spear mm. comes down, trying to hit at Marcone. And Hendrix takes it and it cleaves through him from his collarbone out. This is not funny. No. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Why are you it laughing be, right now? It would be it would be if he had said Marco. This was ready pie. to crack anyway, so he, he had to say Marco. This Marcone. is not funny. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. He had to say Marcone Senpai and then die. Then it would have been hilarious. Well, that's why he didn't, so. Instead, we get a little bit more Terminator 2 where he gets yeah. impaled and then the, the, the red lights go out and then Guard loses her freaking mind. So, In the last second that he has, he just glowers up at the Titan, spits at her, and then dies. Eyes still open and on his foe and Guard screams in a simple ancient human anguish. They're one of the best off-screen relationships. It's really right. kind of a dick move to say she's old. Just throw she that. is. She's aged wonderfully. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well-aged. Is that somehow less terrible? Mm. Well-preserved? No, that's definitely wrong. She's had a throw in that dig here. It's like, by the way, guard's old. I gotta say, I think Hendrix has one of the most badass deaths, you know. Exactly. Like, period. Yeah. So, but. It's hard to talk. He, he died doing his main function, which was he's a bodyguard. So he died saving his boss. With like his body. a fucking Viking, you know. You no, know, he just was like, the guard with his body. <laughs> right. No, I, oh, yes. is is that how Butters is finally going to die? That dick boss of his, Brioche, is just going to like shoot him in the face. Butters and Brioche. Oh my god, I never fucking got that. Oh. Did you really not? <laughs> Where have you been? So oh we're god. taking over the podcast. The director has died. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I, I'm the one who misses these things. So. <laughs> But even you uh, knew this the, one, right? Not director. <laughs> you don't get it? Sure. <laughs> sure. I totally I totally noticed. <laughs> He's foreign. It's understandable if he doesn't know what a brioche bun is. He's the closest one to France. If anybody's going to pick He's up He's never been heads, to France. <laughs> It's going to be this guy. We decided he's the closest one to China, therefore he's Chinese. We didn't decide that. His location on Earth decided There we go. Thank you for throwing that in. Thank (laughs) you for demonetizing us. If you just want to buy us out and send us a check to one... No. Um, We need the Poozabot to come and punch you in the face. Please don't punch me in the face. (laughs) Get that Get that composure. <laughs> that's composed yeah that was very well put director very well put okay so let's see very eloquent, very eloquent. 
Marcone empties the magazine into Ethne's eye. Oh, yeah. So Marcone grabs the automatic shotgun that Hendrix has and hasn't been using because he decided tackling her was the play. Uh, Marcone pulls out the shotgun and just holds down the trigger da, 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 right into her face. Because that's how shotguns work. Well, this one does. He, he's probably got like a AA-12, I would guess, you know, with it's like magic two drums or something. God, you guys didn't watch like Expendables or anything. Jeez. Yes, I did. I didn't pay attention to how the weapons work. I just paid attention to the fact that they did work. Yeah, they explosions. shotgun, right? That's the one that he uses was the, you know, so. Okay, actually anyway. having the Expendables here during this battle would have been very helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chuck Norris would have just arm wrestled her to death, so you didn't even need everybody else. Well, he would have, he could have mowed down all the Fomar instead of that, you know, little The schmuck. direct uh, archive? No. <laughs> the butters. Oh, I see. So you want to walk me through why why like Chuck Norris is okay but not Butters like because that's an actual meme that would have come to life in the book and this is fan service for people who actually think he's a good character therefore it's bad. So if we gave Chuck Norris a lightsaber and turned him into Obi Wan Kenobi, that would be too far. How about we just get Emma Gregor? No, that would be hilarious. (laughs) That's embracing the meme too. I see. That scene in The Expendables 2 is a total deus ex machina, but it's nobody gives a shit because it's The Expendables 2. Yes. And he's and he's Chuck Norris. Okay. But they're still fighting Ethne, and Archive is trying, and Christos is trying, and Ebenezer's trying, and, you know, all the big guys are still hitting the Titan. And getting taken out one by one. Yes. So oh, this is the- everywhere. This is the other reason I wanted an actual slightly more to the battle between the Ur- the Earl King, Vatarung, and Titania because these humans last a lot longer than they do. And that seems a little wonky to me. That is well, that's true. because they expended like half of her power in that four second fight. Yes, so. but again, yeah. give them to the end, of the, give them to the end of the chapter. I kind of understand as far as like visual candy, there was nothing there, right? But as far as like the meta knowledge of the fight, I think that was about the only way you could, you know, like show it, right? Is that there's so many moves and counter moves and so much energy exchanged. And then she basically just like drops an elbow on the Earl King, punches, you know, one eye and grabs Titania. And that's all you actually see, you know, but it's, it's more like it's, because Marvel, it's a quantum fight, so everything happens in quantum time, and then it collapses itself into one possibility. So, so yeah, not great for uh, you know flashy special effects and shit. Whereas the wizards have to rely on normal time, so you get to see everything they're doing. There you go. That was the nerdiest way I could explain that. You're welcome. <laughs> Doesn't stop her from going into quantum time and flat, you know, kicking their ass though. Yeah, but I mean, if you had that, like, it's the same thing with, like, Dracul, right? Like, you know, vampires are supposed to be so fast, you literally can't stop them. And it's like, well, we got to beat them somehow because the heroes have got to win. Well, he was smart. He kept kept spamming his teleport thing until fucking what's-his-face shut it down on him. Right. He was intelligent. Yep. I miss Dracul. Well, good thing we're going to fight him again. Yay. So Ebenezer's facing up against him again, or against Ethneo again, and there's this nice description of the fact that she's nine foot goddess, whatever, and he's five foot six old dude mortal. This isn't going to go well. Oh, yeah. And they've got the quarterstaff fight. I forgot about that. 
Yeah, see, yes. this, is, this is what I'm saying. It's like he right. literally quarter staff fights a Titan and, but you know, mm-hmm. the Summer Queen yeah. just gets- And he lasts at least a couple of moves and then she kicks him with her injured leg and sends him flying. Right. Well, when you're swinging a tree trunk around, it really doesn't matter if it's a cracked tree trunk. And then she starts hitting at the archive and then River Shoulders flies out of the air going at Ethnew and she's slamming at him and he's hitting at her. Uh, It lasts for a little bit and then he gets one of his shoulders dislocated, I think. And then lightning strikes, a hawk cries in fury and orbital drop grizzly. Again, don't care how titanic you are. No one expects an orbital drop grizzly. Yep. Although... This is the second time he did it in the book. So mm-hmm. well, someone yeah, I mean, can expect that. Next time they'll expect it, but not this time. So. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but there's, there's got to be something heavier. He, like, he'd turn into a whale for a, a hot second and just... The, yeah. Yeah, blue whale. Just like whale, falling Whale's out. probably good for like when you know it's going to work because then whales got no other like offensive capabilities right so then you got to spend time shifting into a grizzly or something well i agree with you if this was harry dresden who couldn't shift into a duck but this is the guy that does it in like a blink of an eye can he shift into a dragon again something handy doesn't have to be you know a real big d dragon but like something with claws and teeth and fire breathing. The- theoretically, he can <laughs> shift into whatever he wants as long as he's just like using ectomass. <laughs> Big D dragon. God, you're a child. <laughs> all these years, all these yeah. years, he's been referred to that way. And now, just now, you're like, <laughs> dick joke. Ocean butters, come on! Oh God! Like, let's let's not get worked up about who took how long to, to get to reference. So. This isn't a reference. This is just him being a weeb. <laughs> hey, Speaking of references, get a new word. <laughs> that's our word. No, that's the word of the day. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Et's <laughs> word of the day. All right, weeb. Okay. She breaks Listen to Wind's back because she yes. breaks everybody's back. So. Yes. And she's just like, it's consecutive. Everyone's getting their ass kicked. But she was breathing hard now. She's paying the price for all of those ass kickings. And so they're now Sonya and Butters are just running up. And here's the thing about the swords, things we had to learn through observation. They can work miracles in facing off against forces of darkness, but they can't give victory. They just kind of even the playing field. What is the sword compared to the hand that wields it? Uh, I don't know. It's a fucking lightsaber. Right. Yeah, that's kind of like trying to have your cake and then eating it too. In this case, it's a fight of the noobs. And unfortunately, Ethnu still has like invincibility armor. So. Also, the first time we ever see all three swords in action at the same time, they kill a denarian. So, I mean, that seems like a victory to me. Kill. They killed the host. They contained the denarian for a couple of years. And now uh, Harry's getting ready to do his shit. He's grabbing the Spear of Destiny and sticking it onto his um, actual staff to make it a spear instead of just a dagger. His big staff. And hey, Regina George. And she actually turns and looks at him. (laughs) Enough foreplay time for the main event. 
Can we Which, do chapter 33 in nine minutes? Not a chance. I don't think so. Isn't, isn't 33 like one of the huge ones? I mean, we should start. But the, uh, I, this is his, his line at the end there is another one of those like from the outside looking in moments where it's like if anybody heard him, it's like, so just again, let's go through here. Several small G gods are laying in rubble and shambles and burning. Mm -hmm. All, you know, like half of the uh, the functional senior council and, you know, several other major entities that we only just found out about in comparison. Like Harry's known about for a little, little while, like River Shoulders, whatever. They're all just laying strewn about. And then he stands up from getting his ass kicked and lightning bolted and says, mm. okay, enough foreplay. Like, now it's time to get serious. Now we're going to, you right. know, like, so. Okay, I mean, and one eye are over there and have been over there for 10 minutes, but now, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know better and we know what had to go through to get here, but, like, anybody who sees that is just like, God damn it, how is he still alive, <laughs> you know? He's the protagonist. Uh, yeah. He's, she's got titanic bronze and he's got plot armor, which is actually can't be plot armor. So. That's a good point. Plot armor is undefeated. Yeah, plot armor uh, needs to be distilled and made into actual armor. That would be nice. Ooh, is that our armor from uh, I just saw this in Clone Wars. Justin, the Man that, Mandalorian, the Beskar, the plot armor that uh, Mando wears, because everybody shoots him in the one spot. Oh, that's pretty cool. There's like a monster that they take to Coruscant and it wreaks havoc. Do you remember that oh, episode? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, those I was like, when I was watching were kind of okay, you know. So, yeah, when I was watching that, I was like, man, Palpatine, your, your Sith is showing here a little <laughs> bit, I feel like. <laughs> right. So there's a decent amount of description that maybe we can boil down quickly of Lara's moving up towards fighting near Ethniu again, and so is everyone else who's remaining. Uh, yeah. Butters and Sonya actually fighting. And then they get kicked off and blown to the side, and the, at least the Titan is screaming when they kind of hurt her a little bit. Right. Trinkets of the Redeemer, so... Yes. She don't respect the, the swords or the angels. Even though they actually make her scream, that's like more than what anything else had it's done. So it's it's yeah. in, it's interesting well, though. Like it seems like the way she talks about angels and gods and trinkets of the redeemer, it's like like we've always seen like Cabo G as kind of like above all these other gods, right? Like he like they're on a on another another level of than most of them. But like I wonder if we'll get the actual creation mythos of the Dresden Wars, like how, how, who, how, where. I like, think I think part of the misconception might be the 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 level of above that we're talking about, right? Like, if if the white god came down and slugged it out with Ethnew, is she going to still leave him bruised and broken, but he's going to win, or is he just going to use his little pinky and squish her and be done? Because like I kind of get, know, I get the impression here but maybe i'm wrong that uriel would kind of not even get bruised he would just kind of like whack her if he could if he had the freedom to do so well and that's i mean that is kind of the implication and i mean i think it's the same with the, the angels right so the the like the angels in the swords are every bit as powerful and potentially you know, could have done the same thing. They're just bound by their rules i don't know i mean uriel's an archangel right there's not there's not that many archangels there aren't, but I think, you know, like, so 
I, I want to say from like, it might've been our interview or another, or another like word of Jim that he was talking about, like the, the angels themselves also have phenomenal cosmic powers. So when you can unzip the galaxy or the solar system, yeah, it's, you were just talking about another order of scale. That's already stupid, huge, right? Like, does the little D dragon eat you and breathe fire and turn you into ash? Or does Ferovax do it? You're still fundamentally the same. There's obviously a difference in power there. But, you know, as much as anything, I think it's it's their job that they're tasked with, right? Like, you know, the, the little A angels are running around being enslaved in swords and shit like that. And Uriel's got to worry about the multiverse. But, you know, fundamentally between their, the difference in their powers, it's hard to, to quantify that, right? I'm going to hit you with the sun, a huge amount of power, or I'm going to hit you with a black hole, which is immensely more powerful, but at our scale, meaningless, <laughs> you know, like you are still obliterated for all time. So it's, I, I think she doesn't respect the swords because of the power that they're able to project. But I think if the angels had cut loose just fine, like certainly I think two of them could have taken her, you know, let alone one, but you know, that's, it's just, it wasn't really their fight. They're equalizers. That's their task. So it was up to Sonya and Butters at that point. So they did their job. You know, They hurt her a little bit. And yeah. there's even blood on Esperakius, which is a huge accomplishment, but Ethnia flicks it into a fire and therefore it's unusable. And yeah. as she's throwing another hissy fit, uh, Sonya is very <laughs> broken. Something in his collarbone is like not right because it's probably been obliterated mm. and this is when harry says get her not much of a plan need better plan yes next yeah. time need better plan because next he's time? very optimistic <laughs> right yeah was pretty sure that would work <laughs> yeah so, well, it has to is... be everybody's almost favorite character right it's gonna be like top three for most people who's sonia easily yeah yeah he's fun no complaints and the old man god decides to wake up. Presumably, yes. you tapped that ass. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Uh, yes, the titan is screaming and very angry, and she's holding the spear uh, staff that she took from one eye. And one eye wakes up, and he lifts, opens his eye, and he says, Gungnir, which means swear. And it snakes around and attacks her face right into the the eye of Baylor and a wall of light like explodes out from her and it's not just light it is a physical force of energy that is light that is hitting everyone around her yeah yeah half her skull is burned to the bone her arm is gone burned to a stump mm -hmm. and then Lara kicks her right in the back of the head and the eye pops out right boop yeah hurt her yeah, John Marcone picks it up and says, meep, meep, and runs. <laughs> Don't they have like a Mexican standoff there over it quickly, or is that later? That's later. Where the, yeah. where they're like kind of both like it's on the ground, they're both like, like who's faster? Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's after he, yeah. he seals her. Yeah. And they're on the shores of whatever. The lakes. Like. Yeah, right now, right now we get some of the much needed Dresden and Marcone banter. And then we get some nice, you know, banter with Ethnu as well. So, which uh, I know we haven't gone to this last fight yet, but which is the best fight for you in all the fights here that happens in the book? I think the Marcone Dresden is my favorite because it's like 
mage on mage kind of, and it's not Corona Dresden. It yeah, it really kind of depends. I mean, honestly, I I dig the the epic throwdowns, right? Like even though the heroes lose and whatever else, so you know, having having the little G gods for their part and having the you know the one we just came out of with Marcone and everybody. Um, those are my favorites, but th that's not to say at all what's coming isn't fantastic. You know, it's just like you have four or five of the greatest battles in Dresden Files in the last three chapters. Like, how do you pick? You know, it just, yeah. His his yeah, ambidextrous spellcasting I mean, is is great. So, I just really like that the Macron fight. Like I think they're all really good. Like it's like you said, it's some of the best fights ever in all of Dresden. Right. Uh, but then there's just maybe it's also because of the the the, the, the reveal there. Right. I mean, the like, reveal is great, which but, we better get to. Yeah, I'm working teasing. on. Okay, so <laughs> Harry runs after Marcone in the rubble, and they go to the beach uh, because where else are you going to fight him? Uh, right. And Marcone holding the eye is, can we use it against her? Well, maybe if we had a lifetime of studying it, but probably not. Okay. And Marcone is being helpful. What do we need to do the binding? We need her blood. And Harry doesn't know it, but Marcone's totally capable of getting that. Right. And Marcone asks, I take it your weapon can accomplish that. And yes, the spear probably could. And then Marcone gets it. Like, if it was good enough for the Son of God, I figured it's in the right league. And the adults let you play, play with it? <laughs> right. Why did they give it to you? Well, and then the funny thing about that is Marcone helped him get it. Right. I don't, he probably didn't know what was in the vault, though. You know, just that, you know, we need to get into your vault so we can get into a similar kind of vault. You really think Mab told him, you know, her entire secret plan? No. So, well, you think you think Hades told him what's down there? Yeah, right. But Marcone is usually crafty enough to ask the right questions. Sure. He probably got something like several artifacts of power. Like that might be as far as she took it. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like he was really involved anyway. So he was just facilitator and behind the scenes. Right. If he had to go there, might have been a different issue. Okay. And going over what weapons they do have, Harry asked, do you have a gun? I have a knife. Right. I have a knife. He brings a knife to an apocalypse fight. Uh, you have to say it like Sean Connery. Justin, go right ahead. I'm good. <laughs> Just like a gangster bringing a knife to an apocalypse fight. There you go. Much better than I could have done. I mean, I, I mean that was not bad. That was not bad. So Marcone will better. be the bait because he has what she wants and Harry's going to try to hide and be sneaky. He's not very good at sneaky, but he's going to try. And it's not long. And she's like clamoring over all of the rocks and the rubble of what used to be a city and with her broken and stubbed off limbs. Like that's got to hurt, but she doesn't seem to care. And they start trading insults and she says, oh, he, the mortal who thinks he's a lord. And he's like, you're an idiot. You should have done this much better. Yeah. He's monologuing like a proper supervillain. Yeah. So. Give me what is mine, mortal, and I will kill you quickly. Your negotiating skills seem to need work as well. 
but he's providing cover as he's supposed to. And she's like, you are not a thing. You are just an animal. You are not a person to be cared about. And he's like, yeah, who are you but a daughter that had a bad daddy and then go after daddy's gone and be a good girl and go get it and throws it over his shoulder. Right. He's, and like, I know Mark Cohen's always like, he's, he's always been cool. And has he, did he just step up in sass here and just like, yes, this last hour? Um, he's like, he just really stepped it up. He He's usually above the game. Even when he plays with Dresden, he's always on top. In this one, he's. Pulling some he's usually more glib, I feel like more yeah. like, uh, and then like make some little joke or something. But he's never like this sassy. He's got a sassy angel in his ear now. Yeah, it's fallen yeah, angel. He's got two thousand years worth of sass suddenly. Yeah, and <laughs> that's that what he's been using him for. Namshiel knows exactly where it's gonna hurt. Right. Yeah. True. Although it's kind of obvious with that new daddy issues, and the water where the eye lands begins to boil immediately because that's not scary whatsoever. And Harry rolls a rock under his ankle. And so Ethnia knows exactly where he is and flings a rock at him. It breaks his arm because he was wearing the this, this spell duster. It didn't kill him. It just broke him again. He's running out of limbs to break. Right. Yeah. And she snaps Marcone's neck, throws him away bonelessly, and he's apparently dead. Yeah, it's crazy that they killed off Marcone like this. Like, it was a total shock when I was reading it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But Harry's doing the nice, kind thing because nobody should ever die alone and he'd still be awake for a couple of seconds. And then Marcone sits right up. Which was the second biggest shock. <laughs> walk it off. <laughs> right? Yeah, if, if you die, walk it off. I really wish that this had been a, a dialogue scream to hear Marsters perform that manly high-pitched scream of terror. What the <laughs> fuck did Marcone just do? You can, I, any, any screams like this, the, the manly warrior screams or anything like that, you can always substitute in Carl from Jumanji when the plant comes out and grabs his car and he just starts losing his mind. He's like, you know, so yeah. I go, have not go seen look that, that up really if you long need. time. Yeah. Oh, no, you got Great something movie. to do later. Right. Yeah, uh, it, it actually still ages fairly well. So it yeah, holds it's, up. It's I guess I saw it last time a couple of years ago, I guess. And it was like, oh, this held up really well. Still, still great in movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Practical effects hold up better than the CGI, but the movie itself is still good. Yes. Right. Right. So, and then Marcone's neck just unbreaks somehow. <laughs> Because it's a it's, it's a because cartoon. magic. Yeah, but that's still complicated. Magic. I'm gonna tell that's you the like... very complicated answer that I give my boy for a lot of magical things because magic. <laughs> I kind of like that's the one thing almost other than information that the the angels can do. Right, the fallen angels they can physically affect the host they're in. Oh, sure. Well, obviously, two thousand years worth of yoga. You limber up and you can twist your head all around like an <laughs> owl. So. <laughs> That's probably appropriate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Her- um, Marcone raises the knife. The uh, knife has blood on it. Way too bright red to be real. And Harry says, what the actual fuck? Right. Yeah. It honestly, honestly, Dresden. Dresden. <laughs> did, did you think I'd stop at the title? 
Uh, and then all the thorns start coming out of everywhere, which apparently does not play well with clothes. So he starts undoing his shirt, which I'm sure made Priscilla very happy. Right. <laughs> like, I like how McCorn is still like, like really just like, you know, a little economically. Here, like, oh, this is an expensive shirt, you know. Thorns are coming out. Better. I don't have enough money to just get a new one. It's wasteful. Mm. Yeah. I believe you needed this and time is short. And he just like staring at the knife. He's like, ha, uh-uh. Brain is not <laughs> happy to everything. Um, Marcone says, I believe Namshiel and I can play for a draw against her, but not for long. You must complete the binding quickly. He's still going, uh, but, and Marcone slaps him. <laughs> so fucking sassy. Yeah. You really have to pay attention. It is now or never. Do your fucking job. Right. Yeah, this yeah. honestly, between this and what happens in the in the next chapter, um, I think Marcone is in the worst position he's ever been in his life because he's 100% beholden to Dresden and Dresden keeping it together. And he, he's got precious little respect. I mean, he he obviously respects him enough, but like... Oh God, my hand, my life, and the world, and everything is in the hands of this child, and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, so you get the slap, and then later on, after you know the whole scene with uh, you know uh, with the illusion and everything like that, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We'll we'll spoil that next episode, but um, with the with that whole illusion, and Dresden almost loses it. And he's like, Dresden, you know, because he's just sitting there, like, even with the fallen angel and everything yeah. else going on. He's still got no power, effectively, you know, compared to what needs to happen. So Yes. Harry needs to be the one to, to keep it together and do the final binding. Marcone, as awesome as he is in this fight, could have been someone else as well. He's, he's replaceable. Mm -hmm. Harry was not. Right. Yeah. So they slap him into sensibility again. Like, are you really going to let her go back through and destroy the rest of the city? No. So. Uh, yeah, me neither, as he starts spinning off two shields at once and just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's dance. It's really just not like Harry. Okay. You know, yeah, angel cheat. Because just imagine, like, I don't know if Harry's just like, if he, I don't know if he, if he brings this up even, I can't remember anymore. Where it's just really like, you know, Harry's a wizard. He's been training since he was basically a kid. And here comes this fucking jumped up gangster who just gets himself a coin and he's just like, Throwing it around like Harry can't even imagine doing. Right. Warlocks, man. They just trade their soul for power. So, yep. Mother dogger. Right. So, we got through chapter 33. We'll we start with chapter 34 next time. Yeah, yes. Yeah, which, yeah. yeah. 34 and 35 are probably going to be like a chapter and then. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, they, those, by definition, those are chapters. Well, and so they're going to be an episode? Right, an episode. Yeah. Cause like the, I think 35 was definitely like 40 or 45 minutes as well. And then like 36 is, is the final chapter. Right. And that's an yeah. hour and a half. So yeah, and that, that, was, that was like, I think I was on chapter 30 or 33 and I was like, why is there still like a third of the book left? Like, holy shit, you know, like, so he, he definitely did. Yeah, he definitely did his, you know, build up. Like the the thing is, it wasn't like a slow build up. It's like a forty five degree angle the entire time, 
and then and then you get to the crazy shit at the end and it just really takes off in the last three well, chapters wasn't, you know it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't a sanderson avalanche and then uh, there was too too much too much that's not enough like curved <laughs> right yeah okay uh plug our shit i guess well this is the Dresden Files podcast, soon to take over the Dresden Files subreddit or possibly create a competing one. Watch yourselves. No. Um, we're part of the Broken Jars Network. We swear and spoil and shit. Um, join us next week for a while we weren't recording where we talk about death of the author. I think so. As we're yeah. continuing how stupid literature nerds are and how unscientific it is and all that nonsense. We didn't really get into that too much last week, but there was a we'll whole bunch there. of arguing. Which is mostly yeah. what that podcast should be about. That's a it's a nice change of pace from this one, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, we're still here. Yep. <laughs> Go home already. Um, yeah. Click on the drive through RPG.net, sign up for yeah. our Patreon, give send us, us money. money. We'll we'll do things for money, like you know, things. Big <laughs> D things. So <laughs> some of us have to do oh, yeah. things. Oh yeah. But, you know. Weeb um, things. Oh no. Weeb things. I will I will do weeb things for money, probably. I guess. I don't oh, know. That's because you're a degenerate. <laughs> Big D degenerate. Was if anyone wanna know how much of a I'm pretty sure they would want was. the weeb things to be the director. Not us. Ooh, yeah, don't don't sign up for that director. <laughs> Unless you never mind. Anyway. Um any other podcasts or things we should Yeah, we have our other well, one. Well, no, we talked about that. Yeah, me and Ross starting one here uh, hosting the podcast. I did my job. We're done with Dresden content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come, come next week so that you can just see uh, an hour to an hour and a half of EG's pretty face. So that must. Well, it depends. If you talk about the expanse, I'm. It's no nothing for me to do. If you talk about gonna, good things, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how Excuse authors me, have no idea about... what their um, stuff is about. So that's what we're going right. to talk about. There you go. Talking about the expanse is talking about good things, though. Well, save it for your chat room. Like, like today, we talked about butters for like an hour. It was the greatest we've ever had. It was so, so great.